How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Mary Makes Muscles podcast. Thank you for being here today. I'm happy to be back recording this podcast. I missed a week. I try to put out a podcast once a week, every week, but last week I didn't get to it. Um, I think my weekend ended up being a little busier than usual. I had to prioritize some other things and I just kind of ran out of time. Podcast was put on the back burner a little bit, but I'm back recording this week. I did not throw in the towel on podcasts because I had one off week. Just like you shouldn't give up on your fitness journey. If you have some off track days or an off track week, or if you miss a workout, you just keep going. You do it next time, and that is how you never quit. That's how you build consistency. So I kind of just wanted right there to use my podcast recording to equate with your fitness journey and the importance of never giving up and not letting little setbacks stop you completely. You will not be perfect. There will be times you come up short, but you just keep going. Um, Thank you once again for being here. Whether it's your first time being here or if you're back for more, I appreciate it. I am recording this podcast on Sunday morning. It's December 18th, where just a week out from Christmas, um, I'm yet to buy a single Christmas present. So I think I need to get on that very soon. I am not the best when it comes to gifts, like giving gifts or receiving them. It's just not super important to me. I'm not a big gift giving person. I actually took one of those love language tests years ago. It kind of just tells you like how you show love and what it takes to feel like you are loved, like what what the signs are for you. And I took one of those tests and gift giving was last on the list. And that made total sense to me. It still makes sense to me because it just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't do much for me, the whole gift exchange thing. I'm not a big stuff person. I'm a bit of a minimalist. So I don't have a lot of things. I tend to throw things away. I'm not saying I'm ungrateful for presents, but I I know some people get really excited for presents and that's a big deal for them. To me, it just isn't. Uh, My number one on the love language list was words of affirmation. And that made total sense to me. And that's still very true. I like to be told. I like a lot of feedback. I need things to be said. I need things to be stated clearly in order for me to understand and believe in what's going on. I need to be told directly. I don't look for signs and things. I like things to be very concrete and and straightforward in that department. So that was definitely true as well. And it's interesting to take those little surveys and quizzes and learn a little more about yourself. But regardless, I need to get out there and do some Christmas shopping soon. I'll be that person in the store on December 23rd, running to the mall, you know, scrambling to buy gifts, just picking up whatever's left on the shelf. So I'm not looking forward to that day at all. I actually think on December 23rd, that's the time I have set aside for it, that it's supposed to be like 20 degrees and snowy and windy here. So that could make it even better and even more interesting. Um, I also don't have a Christmas tree. I have not set up a Christmas tree this year. I don't plan on doing it. I decided on Thanksgiving that that was not going to be part of my 2022 holiday season. I just didn't want to invest my time or energy in it, you know, taking the boxes out, getting everything set up. It's a lot of work to me. So, you know, we all choose our busy. We choose how we spend our time. I see Christmas trees all the time when I go other places. There's one across the street of my apartment community. There's one at work. My family has them. So there are still plenty of Christmas trees in my life. I just don't have one in my apartment. 
So now that we're through my little intro here, let's get into the podcast, which is going to be about whether you should be tracking your macros, your macronutrients, or just your calories. I'm going to kind of go in depth here on that because people, I think, wonder this, like, is it important to track my macros or should I just track calories? I get that question a lot. It's a discussion that comes up a lot. So I thought it was a great one for the podcast. For those of you who don't know, macronutrients, macros are your protein, your carbs, and your fats. Those are the things that make up your calories. What I mean by this is for every one gram of fat you eat, there are nine calories in that one gram of fat. For every one gram of protein you eat, there are four calories. And for every one gram of carbs, there are four calories as well. So I'll say that again. One gram of fat equals nine calories, one gram of protein equals four calories, and one gram of carbs also equals four calories. Now there's dietary fiber, and that falls under carbs, and the way that works is depending on the fiber, it will be either one gram of fiber is two calories, or one gram of fiber is zero calories. There is insoluble fiber and soluble fiber. Soluble fiber is two calories and insoluble fiber is zero calories because insoluble fiber literally does nothing in your body except go in and go out. There's no nutrient absorption whatsoever. It's literally just there to make poop. And that's why too much insoluble fiber can actually destroy your gut. And that's why it can lead to some uh, intestinal problems. But I'm just telling you this because... Sometimes if you're having having a lot of fiber-rich food in your diet, your macros can be just a little off. If you're eating insoluble fiber, for, for example, if you're eating oatmeal, there might be some grams of carbs in that oatmeal that don't contain any calories. Those are from insoluble fiber. So when you look at the math, if you try to get really in-depth and calculate, you know, what's coming from what, the numbers might be a little off. I wouldn't worry too much about that, though, because the question here is, should you be tracking those things individually? Should you be tracking your macros specifically? Or should you just be tracking calories? And I want to get into the why behind it, too. We'll get into all of those things and probably a little more. I'll probably go off about a few other topics as well. The answer to if you should be tracking macros or just calories is it depends. It depends is a pretty common answer when it comes to fitness question, but I'm going to tell you why it depends. It depends on what your goals are. We'll run through a few scenarios here. Uh, The first scenario is if you're trying to gain weight or via gaining lean muscle mass in a calorie surplus, if your goal is to gain weight, increase lean muscle mass, you should be tracking your calories and you should be tracking your macros. You need to track both. You need to track macros and calories when you're in a calorie surplus. The reason being, when you go into a calorie surplus, if your fat intake is too high, you're then more susceptible to gaining more body fat and not as much muscle. The goal of a calorie surplus is to gain muscle. And in order to do that, you need to set up your macros to maximize muscle gain You will inevitably still gain some fat in a calorie surplus, but you want to minimize the fat gain and maximize the muscle gain. And how you do that is setting up your macros in a certain way. So I want to run through that way, how you would do that. This is how you want to set up your macros. You want to keep your protein, first of all, around one gram per pound of body weight. 
for your daily protein goal. So if you're going into a surplus, you're probably already fairly lean at the body weight you wanna be at. So one gram per pound of body weight keeps it very simple. I, for example, I'm currently in a calorie surplus. I'm in week 10 of roughly 28 weeks I'm gonna spend in a calorie surplus. I weigh about 150 pounds, that number is slowly going up. But I eat 150 grams of protein per day. That's my daily protein goal. 150 pounds is my body weight, so I eat 150 grams of protein per day. Really simple way to calculate it, really effective. Next, you wanna think about your dietary fat intake. And your dietary fat intake goal per day should be roughly between 0.3 and 0.4 times your current body weight in grams of fat per day. So again, myself, I weigh 150 pounds, 150 times 0.3, let's see, 150 times three would be 450, so 150 times 0.3 is 45. So I would eat either 45 grams of fat per day to 150 times 0.4, which is 60. So my daily fat intake would be somewhere between 45 grams and 60 grams per day. You would set your goal somewhere in that range. So that's how you calculate your fat, current body weight times 0.3 to 0.4 in grams of fat per day. And then the rest of your calories are given to carbohydrates. And that exact number of grams of carbs per day will depend on how many calories your body needs in order to be in a calorie surplus. For me, for example, my daily caloric intake to be in a calorie surplus is in between 2,800 and 2,900 calories per day. But another 150-pound individual, that might be different. Their calorie surplus might be 2,500 calories per day. So in that case, they're going to be eating fewer carbs because you still want to keep your protein and in your fat in those ranges that I just went over. So in that case, you know, you have your 150 grams of protein in place, you have roughly 50 grams of fat in place, so the rest of the calories come from carbs. So let's say I'll use 2,500 because it's a little more of an even number than my number. If you're eating 2,500 calories per day to be in a calorie surplus, I'm going to have to do some more math here. You have 150 grams of protein, so you're going to do 150 times 4 because there are 4 calories per gram of protein. 150 times 4 is 600. So 600 of those 2,500 calories you're eating come from uh, protein. Next, we're going to look at the fat and you're eating 50 grams of fat per day, so you're gonna multiply 50 times nine for fat because there are nine calories per gram of fat. So 50 times nine is 450. So you have roughly 450 of your daily calories coming from fat. So 600 of your calories are from protein, 450 are from fat. That comes to 1,050 calories per day that are accounted for of your daily 2,500 calories. So you have that 2,500 and you subtract that 1,050 from it and you end up with 1,450 calories per day left over. All of those calories can be from carbohydrates for this particular person. Because there are four calories per gram of carbohydrates, you would divide that 1,450 by four to determine your grams of carbs per day. So 1,450 
divided by four is roughly 382. So I would say to set that daily carb goal around 380 or 385. So now you have your carbs in place too with your protein and fat also accounted for. Now this will not be the exact case for every 150 pound individual in a surplus because like I said, everyone's daily calorie intake will be different. So this depends on how many calories your body is burning per day. A person who moves a little more, is a little more active, and has more lean muscle mass will most likely burn more calories than a more sedentary person with less muscle mass. So determining how many calories you eat to be in a surplus is a bit of trial and error. It involves tracking your weight and your measurements for a good 30 days to figure out what a surplus is and what works for you and how many calories you should be eating. So that's really kind of a separate conversation. We're just talking about tracking calories versus tracking macros here. And also know this, in a surplus, it's much harder to store protein and carbs as body fat. That is why you want to keep your fat in check. Protein is very hard to store in body fat no matter what, um, because it's being used by your body for basically every function, every metabolic function requires protein. So your body isn't going to store a lot of it as fat. And carbs are used for energy for your workouts to store muscle glycogen. Um, fat has some hormonal fu um, function and some more supports some systems in your body. And if you have excess amounts of fat in your diet, your body will store more of it uh, as body fat. Carbs, for example, you want to make sure that you're increasing your carbs in your surplus because they're used for energy for your workouts. So that's really important in your surplus. Part of your surplus is being able to push hard in your workouts so you can build more muscle. And carbs are going to let you do that. Fat don't have much of a purpose there. They're not going to help with your workout performance very much. So you want to make sure that you're keeping them in check and using that calculation I provided. Honestly, even not in a calorie surplus, but just to maximize your body composition, structuring your macros in the way that I just outlined is optimal. That's why I say like keto and low carb diet just isn't best for your body composition. It's better to keep your fat in check and actually have more carbs to have lower body fat so that you don't end up looking skinny fat. So you don't lose muscle and you preserve muscle so you end up looking toned so yes going low carb and cutting out carbs might make the scale drop and keep the number on the scale low but for your body composition and for maintaining muscle it's not the way to go it's not optimal and learn long term it's really not the best option for you so there's your muscle uh, your macro breakdown for a calorie surplus I want to talk about maintenance here for just a second. If you're in calorie maintenance, you know, you're not trying to lose or gain weight. You're just focused on maintaining your weight. That's kind of the next place we're going to go here. The formula that I gave you above is optimal, but it's not necessary to be as precise with it as it is when you're in a surplus. The main thing to focus on in maintenance is that your calories and protein are in check. When you're in maintenance, you're not gaining weight. So you don't have to worry as much about 
gaining fat because you're not gaining anything. You're not trying to gain muscle. You're not focused on eating excess calories to give your body more energy to build muscle. If that is the case, um, when you're in maintenance, you can be a little more lenient with your macros or not even track them. That's perfectly okay. Some people might find it stressful or can even become slightly obsessive when they track their macros. I don't like to use the word obsessive because I do think it's okay to be diligent and to be accurate. But if it weighs too much on your mind or it takes up too much of your time, when you're in maintenance, you don't need to worry about tracking your carbs or your fats. Um, For example, someone who's a little overly stressed out about their macros might think that if they went over their 60 grams of fat one day that they failed and this could frustrate them. And that frustration can, you know, decrease adherence, decrease excitement and motivation and sometimes make people, people quit, really decrease their happiness and their overall quality of life when it shouldn't be the case because it's really not that big of a deal and it's not worth stressing out over, especially when you're in maintenance. So when you're in maintenance, you can be, like I said, a little more lenient with your macros. As long as your protein and your calories are in check when you're in maintenance, you're good to go. And protein in check, once again, is your current body weight in pounds, roughly one gram per day. So that's how much protein you want to consume. If you're in a calorie range that keeps you in maintenance and you're eating one gram of protein per pound of body weight, you're in a really good place. So keep that in mind when you're in maintenance, not totally necessary to track your carbs and your fats. You want to make sure you're having a healthy balance of both. But if your protein is in check and your calories are in check, you have everything in check. Okay, so now we have surplus and maintenance figured out. I want to really dive deep here on if you're in a calorie deficit and trying to lose body fat how your macros should be set up, and whether or not you should even be tracking them. And honestly, this also depends, but I will say this, that for the overwhelming majority of people, I mean 90 plus percent of people, just tracking calories and protein only is enough when you're in a calorie deficit. This is because if you're in a calorie deficit and your protein is set up right and you're hitting your protein goal, you will see fat loss progress. Um, This is what I do with my clients and this is what I would recommend to anyone who is trying to lose body fat. Track your calories, track your protein intake and hit those two targets. That's what you need to do. You do not need to be tracking your carbs and fats when you're in a calorie deficit. You can track them and be aware of them, but you don't need to have a goal for it because it's really not that relevant. What matters is that you're hitting your calorie target and that you're hitting your protein goal every day. It just simplifies things to only track your calories and protein and you'll still see progress. So why not make things easier for yourself and take some stress off yourself? Just focus on being in that calorie deficit and hitting your protein goal and the rest will fall into place. Now, I say it depends, and here are a few things that come into play, some reasons why you might want to look at your carbs and fats. First of all, if you're in a calorie deficit, but you want to keep your workout performance high and maybe your sports performance optimal and good, it might be better to go with higher carbs and focus on keeping your carbs up. But there are two sides to this. If you go too low with your dietary fat, especially in a calorie deficit, your hormones can get out of whack. 
dietary fat has a role in regulating your hormones. And if you take it too low, you'll probably start to have some hormonal issues. There's already stress on your body when you're in a calorie deficit. And if you cut your fat too low, in addition to that, it can put even more stress on your body. I say that a calorie deficit is stress on your body because it is. You're giving your body less fuel than it needs to, than it wants to survive, basically. So it's having to find energy from other sources. It's not getting its energy from food. So it's having to take energy from within. And your body doesn't want to do this. Your body doesn't want to change. That's why you might experience hunger in a calorie deficit. That's why a calorie deficit can sometimes be difficult because you're putting stress on your body. So to minimize that stress, you want to make sure that you are having enough dietary fat to keep your hormones regulated, especially if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of fat to lose and you're already pretty low body fat and you're in a calorie deficit trying to lose more because if that's the case you don't have as much stored body fat for your body to work with and for your body to use so you want to be aware that your cal- that your fat intake isn't too low when you're in a calorie deficit even if your goal is to maximize workout performance there still needs to be balance there it's okay to have a more more carb-focused deficit, but still keeping in mind that you need to keep your dietary fat intake up in order to maintain your hormonal balance. This is even more prevalent in women um, than it is in men as far as low levels of dietary fat negatively impacting hormones. And if you're already lean, you don't have as much stored body fat to help you do so, you're more likely to run into this problem if you cut your fat intake too low because a certain amount of fat is healthy for your body, not an excess amount of it. You don't want to be 40% body fat or something like that. That's not healthy. But men might start to experience some hormonal balance around 7 to 8% body fat. And women, it can happen more around like 17 to 18% body fat. So it happens faster for women. If we get too lean, our bodies just need higher levels of fat, you know, our reproductive system is way more active than men's. So we just need more things to support it and to support our hormonal health. So if you want to maximize and optimize your workouts and body composition, a higher carb, low fat diet is better to a, a degree, while making sure you're still not going too low on fats. And fat in this case would even in a surplus would still be your body weight, times 0.3 to 0.4 in grams of fat per day with your protein in a calorie deficit being your goal body weight in grams of protein per day. So you're not using your current body weight when you're in a deficit to calculate your daily protein goal. You're using your goal body weight to calculate it. And then the rest of your calories can once again be from carbs. So notice there, for fat, you're still doing the current body weight times 0.3 to 0.4. And for protein, you're doing your goal body weight in grams of protein per day. The rest of your calories can then be from carbs. Another factor here for calculating your carbs and fats is your biofeedback and how you feel and which makes you happier, which you enjoy eating more. You know, it's important to like what you eat and not have to cut one too low. So you want to be aware of that in order to stay more adherent. You want to enjoy what you're eating to a, to a pretty high degree. You want to eat what you like. So if you notice, for example, you're super tired for a few days in a row, 
Maybe look back at your macros and what you ate. You might notice that your dietary fat was very high on the days you were more tired and your carbs were lower on a day where maybe you felt moody or sluggish. Then on the days when you felt better, maybe you were eating higher amounts of carbs those days, you had more energy, you felt better. This would be a sign that a, a calorie deficit with a diet higher in carbs is better for you. So this is why it's beneficial to track things, track your calorie intakes, have your macros tracked. It's all data and it's all for learning. The more information and the more data that you have to go by, the more you will learn and the more you'll be able to make adjustments. I can tell you personally that I stay on the higher end of fat ranges, whether I'm in a surplus or maintenance or a deficit. I like my dietary fat to be a little higher. I feel better. Um, I tend to lose body fat pretty fast if I let my fat get too low. And when I lose too much body fat, it negatively impacts my hormones. Like I talked about, I tend to lose my period if I let my dietary fat and my body fat percentage get too low. So it's something I have to be aware of. It's happened to me. I notice I feel like my systems are kind of shutting down. Like I'm just, I'm a little slower. I'm a little sluggish when I let my body fat get too low or when I'm not eating enough dietary fat. So if say I look back in that case and I'm noticing that I've been low on my dietary fat and that's why I'm feeling that way, it makes total sense to me. And I have to keep my dietary fat right around the 0.4, right around body weight times 0.4 in grams per day. That's what works for me. That's from years of tracking and paying attention. I have to be on the higher end of that range. And I actually tend to average a little above it, to be honest with you. So it, I said for body composition, it's optimal to keep your fat a, a little lower or in check and to have higher carbs. But that's just not the case for me because biofeedback is more important. I'm relatively lean already. So I have to make sure that I'm giving my body enough dietary fat to maintain that hormonal balance and keep my hormones in check. That's why it's beneficial to track and to know these things. So maybe it's not optimal for my body composition to eat this way, but I have to do what's healthy. And honestly, I feel strong. I feel like I look fine. I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not thinking about stepping on stage at any point in my life. That's not something I aspire to do. So if that means carrying a little more fat on my body in order to op optimize my health, I'm all in for that. And so be it. Another thing I want to touch on here as far as tracking calories, tracking macros goes is the quality of your food. You want to make sure that most of your carbs are coming from quality sources. Just tracking is, it, it isn't enough. You want to kind of track what you're eating too. Pay attention that you're getting food from high quality whole foods that are going to give your body the nutrients that it needs. It's important that all your carbs aren't coming from things like Pop-Tarts and Rice Krispie Treats. Those are two things that I really enjoy and I do eat them, not every day. Throughout the week I'll have some sometimes, but it's important that you're getting your carb sources from things like fruit and quality carbohydrate sources like potatoes and sweet potatoes and oats. So when thinking about that and looking at your food journal, if you're tracking your food, roughly at a minimum of 80% of the food you eat should come from quality sources. By quality, I mean minimally processed, nutrient-dense whole foods. And I say 80% as a minimum. Ideally, you're more at 85 to 90% if you want to really feel good and really optimize things. I can tell you 
my health, my workout performance, my body composition are all things that are very important to me. And basically about 88 to 90% of the food I eat on a weekly basis is nutrient dense whole foods, foods that come from the earth or the sky or the sea. I don't drink alcohol, which is an entirely separate conversation. I won't go off on that here. But you want to make sure that regardless of alcohol, that at least 80% of what you're putting in your body is minimally processed, nutrient-dense, whole foods. Um, But back on the topic here, don't just look at your calories and only look at macros. Make sure you're looking at the quality of what you're eating too. That is worth looking at and worth being aware of also. If you're getting a good amount of fruits, whole foods, and lean protein sources in your diet, while staying within your calorie target, you should be good to go as far as your macronutrients and micronutrients go. A balanced diet consisting of whole foods will also balance your macro ratio. So keep that in mind. Food quality is definitely worth paying attention to also. It's not just all about if it fits my macros. You know, I've seen that in quotation marks. I'm a firm believer that eating for health matters too. I know it's trendy and a lot of online coaches, you'll see stress flexible dieting. I believe that that can be taken to an extreme and that we need to be eating healthy food. I'm not afraid to say this. I think a lot of coaches and people in general talk about you can eat anything you want and still lose weight if it fits in your calories, but that's not the optimal way to do it. And that's not the answer if you ask me. You know I love dessert. If you follow me, if you see what I post, I eat dessert. I don't encourage you to cut out any of your favorite foods out of your diet, but it needs to be in moderation, and most of your food should come from quality, nutrient-dense, whole food sources. I've been feeling more passionate about this lately just because I see so much about eat whatever you want, do your flexible dieting. Yes, you can eat a cookie or a cupcake and still lose weight. Actually, when I go into my cut, in the spring, I already have this plan, something I'm going to show, I'm going to eat a serving of ice cream every day. And I'm going to show that you can still lose weight and do that. So I'm excited for that little project. But back on topic again here, they should not be the main components of your diet. They should just be a small part of your diet. This isn't just about losing weight. It's about being healthy too. And in order to do that, the end goal should be a diet rich in nutrients to keep you feeling good. I think a lot of coaches you hear go on and on about flexible dieting. They're just trying to attract people. They're trying to attract clients. But if they want those clients to be successful, they need to teach them about the importance of eating a nutrient-dense diet and eating healthy foods. They might scream on their posts about being able to eat whatever you want and this flexible dieting buzzword that's out there. But you need to be eating quality food for the most part in your day-to-day life. I'm not afraid to say that anymore. I'm not afraid to say that at all, even if it's not what people want to hear. Yes, there can be flexibility and moderation, and I think you should enjoy yourself and your food and not eliminate anything completely. But, But it is important to focus on what you're adding more of, which is nutrient-dense whole foods. So let me tie this all together here, kind of wrap things up. Should you be tracking calories or should you be tracking macros? Calories are most important, especially for fat loss. But if you're hitting your protein goal and staying within your calorie deficit, you are in a good place to lose body fat and you don't need to be tracking your macros if you're in a calorie deficit. Focus on protein, focus on calories. You can... Look at your macros for data and see how higher carb diets and higher fat diets make you feel. 
but to keep things simple for yourself. Do not set targets for those things. Really just look and make sure you're hitting your protein goal and staying within your calories. If your goal is to build muscle in a surplus, you do want to keep track of your carbs and fats more to optimize muscle growth. The big thing here is you want to eat for health while hitting your targets for whatever your goal is. Still prioritize nutrient-dense whole foods. You want to eat at least 80% of your foods to come from quality sources. Sure, you can include other ones, but the focus is on those minimally processed, healthy foods, no matter what your goal is. You want to make sure that you're creating a diet rich in nutrient balance that will help you to feel good and really maximize your health. So anyway, guys, I really hope you enjoyed the podcast and got something out of it. If you did, please let me know. Send me a message. Remember, at the beginning of the podcast, I said that words of affirmation are important to me. So I would love to hear from you. Selfishly, I need and appreciate a lot of feedback. So thank you once again for being here today. If you have any questions, you can message me anytime. DM me on Instagram at mary.makes.muscles or I will leave my email in the show notes here. Talk to you soon, guys. Have a great day.